Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Happy Halloween! The Tuesday edition of the Jason Greger Show. Uh, remember, drive safe in the neighborhoods. The kids are super excited. Remember when you were young and you just couldn't wait to get out there, and so maybe you don't look both ways when you're crossing the street. So just uh, drive a little bit slower. Last thing we want is any sort of accident uh, on uh, what is a, a very fun night for the kids. And honestly, selfish, hey, for an adult, I love it. I love seeing all the kids uh, dressed up and, you know, people come by. It's so fun. Uh, it brings back memories of a kid. I loved Halloween, man. I absolutely love it. I still do. So um, hopefully you have a lot of fun and uh, get home safe. But uh, keep uh, keep it slow. Definitely through the uh, the neighborhoods for sure. As uh, seen, uh, we've seen a few kids uh, here at uh, uh, the Ewell Studio in West Edmonton Mall as they uh, pop by, and uh, we'll probably see more as uh, you know they get home. My mom and dad get them home, get them dressed, and then away they go. So it is a perfect night though to be outside uh, trick or treating. This is ideal weather, man. You can sprint. You're not going to get too hot. Ideal time. And uh, hey, speaking of ideal, congratulations, Stu. Stu is our correct winner and help your neighbor. He is qualified. Stu, you get the hat automatically for qualifying today from Sports 1440. You're in the draw for the Ecobee Smart Thermostat, the order tickets. And if you win, you will be gifting someone a brand new high efficiency furnace from Legacy Heating and Cooling. How you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? I am excellent. Um, now, did you look that up or did you know it was Jason Smith? Uh, I kind of had a had a a feeling. Okay, but, all right. Well, that's yeah. a it's a good feeling. Uh, each have played 542 games. Uh, Gagne on Thursday will move up to 543. Um, do you know anyone in your circle who needs a new furnace? Yeah, I'm sure my older brother could use a new furnace. Okay, awesome. Well, hey, be a good little brother if you can give him that one. We'll stay on the line, Connor. We got all your info, and be sure to be tuning in on Monday. November 20th, because that's when we'll do the draw and someone will uh, win the prize for themselves, but more importantly, gift a brand new furnace from Legacy to someone in their circle. There you go. It's that easy. Uh, Just remember, they have to own their home and reside within 100 kilometers of Edmonton, which is, uh, you know, I think pretty fair. Pretty fair options. Now, let's get to the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. And uh, they remind you that, hey, you know what? There's some heavy traffic areas. The Yellowhead, also Stony Plain Road. It's getting closer. They're almost done. Stay patient. Help them out. Like it's at uh, GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector uh, joins us. Uh, Monsieur Speck, how you doing? Oh, doing pretty well. Jay, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm excellent, buddy. It's Halloween. I can't wait. Excited. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? One of the, my wife and I are the same. We're, we used to live in a house in St. Albert on the corner, uh, in a nice neighborhood. And we used to get, you know, we used to get 150 to 200 kids a night. Yeah. And now we're in a condo downtown. We don't get any kids. And <laughs> this is the one night of the year. Like, I like what we're doing. I'm happy to be out of the big house. My kids are living on their own. But this is the one night of the year where we both go, man, I miss that house, you know, on Halloween. It was fun having all those little kids come up to your walk. Yeah, we had 185 kids last year. So there you go. Uh, I plan for a little bit of an increase. So, you know, we have enough for 210. So hopefully I plan correctly. We'll see. But it's uh, 
You know what? Well, I, Jay, you I know what? It. If you run out of chocolate bars, just start giving them beers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hilarious. My son doesn't like getting pop because he says it weigh, weighs his bag down. He's like, I don't want pop at uh, Halloween. It's so funny. Um, is that going on as all? Well, are you taking them? Uh, you know what? This year, him and his buddies, uh, they kind of want to go um, on their own a little bit. I think for the – well, at least they're going to go around our neighborhood, and then when they want to venture off, you know, maybe they'll go. But I, I don't mind it. Like, come on. We're in a pretty safe neighborhood. I remember, like, when I was a kid, my parents never came trick-or-treating with me, like, especially never. when I was 10. So I never. don't uh, I, I don't see uh, – if they want to do it, there's some 10, 11, 12-year-olds. I think they're fine. So uh, I think they are, too. It'll be fun. Um, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, hey, they were fine last game, uh, no question about it. And now they they look ahead. Uh, Connor Brown uh, had a chat with Connor Brown today. Uh, you know he has no goals, has no. He was very honest about his assessment of his game. He admitted the first three games he felt like he was a step behind. You know he didn't have his legs, but he, and then he kind of like he really perked up talking about his last three games. I think his speed's there. He's getting a stick on pucks. He's creating a lot. And I like his confidence. He goes, my hands haven't gone away. I have good hands. I know I can score. And I looked it up, Spec, uh, uh, for a six year span from seventeen to twenty two before he got injured. Yeah, he was 139th most goals in the NHL, which works out to be like on average top five goal scorer per team. Like that's pretty good production. So I can see why he believes in himself. And I, I think it's only a matter of a time for Connor Brown before he starts scoring. Obviously they need like ideally tomorrow or sorry, Thursday, but I, I know there's lots of concern about Brown. He's the one guy in their bottom six that I actually have the least concern about. Well, you know, think around like all the players we've watched. You know, they say father time is undefeated, and, and we all know what that means. So when a hockey player begins to lose it, when a hockey player goes from a certain level down to the below, a level below that, it always, I mean, it always starts with they can't get there anymore, right? They don't get the chances they used to get. They don't have the time they used to have because they've slowed. They've slowed down. So... Connor Brown came into the year and was skating well. Didn't look like he was, you know, not going well. But he even said to us today, "I was a little slow the first couple of games." And he says, "I've noticed now. I got my speed back. I'm on pucks. I'm at places at the right time." If Connor Brown's getting there on time, Jay, I got no worry whatsoever about the player today's Connor Brown being the same as yesterday's Connor Brown. If we were ten games in. And he wasn't getting there, I'd be awfully worried because if you can't get there, yeah. you can't be the same player you used to be. And that does not does not sound like that's going to be an issue for Connor Brown. Yeah, no. His, his speed's been – I thought he was excellent against Calgary. Um, Me well, too. And the whole team was. And the one thing that Brown has been doing is, like, you don't see him making mistakes defensively. It's funny. He's I know he's uh, he's, 0 for, he's 0 for and goals for against 5-on-5. But three of them came when he played with McDavid in those two Vancouver games. Since then, he's been on the ice for one goal against five on five. Uh, for a team that was leaking goals all over the place. It's pretty yep. solid. Um, you know, you need to score though, no question about it. Uh, Jay Woodcroft said Adam Ernie's kind of paying for the sins of the bottom six. And you know, I think that's a way to try to motivate the other guys. Um, you know, hey, Adam Ernie is down. Sam Gagne comes up. Um, the one thing Gagne will bring more is he has a higher offensive potential than Adam Ernie. Yeah, he does for sure. I guess I'm going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess I'm going to say that that uh, f- for my last forward, for my 11th or 12th guy, you know, I'm offense to me, like, they're all going to chip in six or seven a year, hopefully, right? If they get to 10, it's a it's 
you know, gift from the gods. Um, I feel a little bit for Adam Ernie. He played like eight and a half minutes a night here, you know, and, and now people are like, oh, I didn't do anything. Well, no kidding. Nobody does anything with eight and a half lousy minutes on the fourth line with a rotating center. And, you know, you never have any continuity. You don't play two solid shifts in a row. So I think Sam Gagne is going to come up and face the same issues. He's going to get probably zero ice time. He's going to get zero opportunity. And a week later, we're going to go, oh, that Sam Gagne is not producing. Well, I, I, I like Sam. I hope he produces. But I, what I'm trying to say is in that spot, in that role without ice time, nobody produces, man. It's not a productive place to be. Yeah, that's fair. Right now, I, I will agree with the coach that it's on the coach when you have 11 forwards and you only play one of them three minutes. You, you kind of lose guys on the bench. It's not the player's fault. That's a coach's fault. And I appreciate it, Woodcroft. Absolutely. You know, taking uh, taking responsibility for that. And so moving forward, when you got 11 forwards, there's zero reason to have anybody playing less than eight minutes. There's none. Because if you watch last game, Speck, it wasn't the fourth line that was rotating. McLeod was actually the fourth line center last game against Calgary. Yep. They kind of bumped him down and they were rotating guys in their top nine lines. So there's zero excuse for it. You should be able to get all those guys. And I understand penalties, what have you, but you can find ways to get guys more involved. Well, sure. Then do it. Like I'm here to tell you, Woodcroft has not, you know, he's done a lot of good things as a coach here, but I'll, I'll take you to task on, on since he got here, his ability to get the most and make the most of his depth guys. First of all, he's always going 11 and 7, and that neuters two forwards right before the game even starts those two guys. They don't even have a line, right? So they play a little. There's some penalties. They play a little less. By the third period, they're sitting on a bench. So, yeah, Wood, Woodcroft is right. It is the coach's job to utilize that fourth line. You know, the coach in Las Vegas – he utilized that fourth line so well that they helped them win a Stanley Cup. They were a big part of it. So if that's what Woodcroft thinks, you know what? He should walk the walk because he hasn't done a very good job with it so far since he's been in Edmonton, I'll tell you that. Well, the four, he's actually played 12 forwards more than he's played 11, right? Like they've only they've only played 11 forwards, I think it's uh, three times, right? Um, the rest. All is- I know is on this team, whenever you get down by a goal, it's the same two guys that play all the ice time, buddy. No. Right? No. <laughs> That's well, the way it is. Yeah. So, hey, you're asking my opinion. I'm here to tell you. The fourth line's got the short shift here for the last two years, and I defy you to find a stat that tells me that's not true. Yeah. Well, to me, most fourth line guys, though, across the league are playing 10 minutes. Right? Sure. And so every guy in the orders is playing 10 minutes except Adam Ernie. So I actually don't. I think it was the Every one. Every fourth line guy. There's only two fourth line guys. Yeah. Well, there is three there's three. Ryan for six and there's games. Ernie. Who's the fourth line center on this team? Yeah. Well, Yanmark when he, when he was healthy, right? And then he moved up. But all I'm saying is they've played actually in the eight games they played five times with twelve forwards, right? They played eleven forwards three times. Okay. Yeah. So I agree. I th- I thought last year in the playoffs, 100. percent it, It's not a key to success long term if you as a coach can't figure out how to use your fourth line. Now we can argue. So you have to find a fourth line you're confident in, but it's the old chicken and the egg. If you don't give them any ice time, how the hell are they going to do anything? So yeah, you got to figure that out in the regular season which guys you have to play. Because I'll say yep. this: Clean Costin, I thought added a lot, and there are still only some games he played seven minutes. And I'm like, what are you doing? Play this guy more. He's the one guy that was contributing. Yep. Listen, I think like the model of a fourth line is what Vegas has. Big, strong, heavy, 
right? Yeah. Uh, skates really well. Look, Eminem doesn't have those guys, no. okay? They don't have them. And they can't just snap their fingers and get them. So that's you're not going to have the same line that Vegas has your fourth line. Okay. But you, you need somebody to get some some kind of identity down there and have some feeling of, you know what, we're going to get a chance to impact the game once in a while. We're not going to start sitting on the bench the minute the score is 3-2 to two for the other guys. You know, we're going to get some third-period shifts and have a chance to impact the game. And I'm here to tell you, I've, ta- I've spent – the last three, four, you know, five, six years, the McDavid seasons, the better the high end of this team has got, the more disenfranchised the bottom part of this team gets, right? The more the big guys have get called to hop over the boards every time there's trouble, and the fourth liners and the third liners sit and watch. And you, here I'm here to tell you, it's been going on in this team for a long time, and the coach that solves that issue is probably the first coach that's going to get somewhere. Mark Spector joins us. How much of that, then, do you put on uh, the GM this season between now and the deadline? Like, if you look, Clem Cawson, Bukestad weren't here when the season began last year, and, and both of them uh, helped out significantly with size, physicality, different reasons. You know, both chipped in some offense. I look at the Edmonton orders, and the guys I see on their fourth line today, like, I think... You, like when when it happened in this in the summer, I was kind of like, hmm. Like I didn't like bringing both Yanmark and Ryan back. I didn't see the need. My own personal opinion. We'll see. Um, I get that the cost. You can send guys down, whatever, and maybe they'll be part of a trade to move guys out. But I look today spec on October thirty first, and we're looking. They've got. Let's just assume Yanmark's healthy, so they'd be Yanmark, Gagne, and Ryan as your fourth line to start. In yep. theory, I can see a situation where there's only one of them on the fourth line come after the trade deadline. Me too. Absolutely. I mean, let's the cap hamstrings you. It's hard to, you know, they may say we got to get a defenseman and we have to spend our assets to get that player, but I am with you for sure. I want more size. I want more size on my fourth line. Right? Ryan's a handy player. Like Ryan plays the game with his brain, right? He he's a smarter player as there is in the roster. You know, he can play for my team. Absolutely. He's a a handy guy, but he he can't be on the line with two. You know, Sam Gagne is no bigger than Ryan, mm-hmm. and he doesn't skate any better. And Yanmark is a winger playing out of position. I like Yanmark too. I want. I I don't know if I can have all those. I can't have all those guys no. in the fourth line. I need more size. You need more size in your fourth line. You need more more. You know, when the playoffs come, right. The playoffs come, size is really, really important. And that fourth line as it stands today, I'm here to tell you, it's too small as a group, and it's likely too slow as a group. Yeah, and, and there's the other thing. To me, it's size, but it's size with speed. You can't just have big guys who can't skate anymore. It's got to be size with speed. Like, Clem Costa yep. could move. Bukestad's a pretty good skater, so they're, they're going to need to to make some adjustments. They have lots of time, obviously, but to me, when I look at the orders, I, you know, I, the makeup of their team today, what we see, I think, is going to be very different after the trade deadline. You mentioned the blue yep. line. That could be another one, too, but uh, I won't be surprised to see some moves made. And you know what? When Clem Costin trade was made, there was a lot of people that thought it would be a nothing trade. It turned out to be an excellent trade. So it doesn't. It was, it was a nothing trade. Yeah. It was two GMs who had two Russian guys that were both threatening to go home, and they said, "Oh man, I, I, I let's just swap problems and see if somebody gets lucky." And Holland got lucky, and Armstrong didn't. 
<laughs> so it was a nothing trade, and it turned out to make Holland look like a genius because Costin was darn good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Costin turned out uh, a very good player. And so, you know what? That's where your pro scouts got to go out there, and, and, you know, you find the guy. And, you know, some will say Raphael Lavoie. We had him on the show earlier today. And uh, I, I loved his answer when he said, hey, uh, it's not a race. To, you don't want to – it's not as uh, – to see how quick you can get to the NHL. It's how long you can stay in the NHL. Of course, he said, hey, I'd love to play seven minutes and sit on the bench because I'd be in the NHL. But, you know, I have to I have to uh, buy my time and, and keep getting noticed. And, you know, Raphael Lavoie is a big guy. He's got can skate. But I do – now, if, if you want to play Raphael Lavoie on your fourth line in the playoffs and you're committing him to play him 10 or 11 minutes, that's fine for his development. But I'm not playing him seven minutes a night in the regular season. I don't think that helps. No. I'd rather have him play very well till Christmas or January or whatever. He's got a lot of confidence. And then if you're like, hey, man, we want you up here. You might start in a role with less minutes. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. I could live with that. But to me, it would have made no sense to call him up today to play him seven minutes on your fourth line or even even ten minutes on your fourth line. I don't think it would nope. be great. No, Lavoie, you know, in all the time, Lavoie has had a half a dominant season in the AHL. That's all he had. Yep. And good for him. It was a hell of a half a year last year. And now people are like, let's bring him in the NHL. You know what? If he has another half a dominant year, he's a leading scorer on his team. He's been a dominant player in that league. If by January he's dominating again, that's basically a full season of, of him telling you, I'm too good for this league, right? Yeah. I'm ready. Then you can bring him up, and if he gets less ice time, he'll be he's fit to deal with it at that point. He's ready for it. And come playoffs, everything's different, right? Any guy playing the playoffs, it's, you know, you take the minutes you get and you do the best with them. But during the season, you're dead right, Jay. It's... This is developmental time for that player. And if you can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm putting him in a position that's going to further this kid's career, then don't put him in the position. And right now, today, he can, he'll develop and further his career in Baco, and he's not going to do it in Edmonton right now. Spec, great stuff, man. Uh, enjoy the World Series Game 4 tonight. Um, also, the uh, Leafs and the Kings is a light schedule. Only two games in the National Hockey League, but there are two games on. So uh, check that out. We'll chat with you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Jake. That's uh, Mark Spector and the uh, Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, Derek Van Deest will join us when we return. We'll also hear more from uh, Jay Woodcroft on a busy Tuesday edition of The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you missed it, we had Hall of Famer Larry Zonk in the first hour. Raphael Vaught, very good interview. You can get all those where you get the podcast or go to jasongregor.com. All the interviews are right there. 527 on a Halloween Tuesday. How are you? Hopefully uh, you get a lot of treats and uh, hey, maybe a few tricks. Well, no. Well, if you're uh, trick-or-treating at Strutty's house, we apologize in advance for his terrible selection of candy. That's a fail. Right? I think that's, you know what? That's part of your job as somebody who hands out candy to ensure that you've got some good quality candy. And usually you don't ask your kids. You'll get a pretty good sense for the most part. Or yourself, you know it. Remember what you liked as a kid. Now, some of the candy's different. I will say, I got a, I tweeted out a picture earlier of the uh, chocolate bars we have, and I was amazed at how few of them they have in the U.S., and earlier, Frank Saravelli was telling me how terrible Canada's candy is. I'm like, what are you talking about? I think yours is terrible. Like, they hardly have any of the good chocolate bars. So it's like, it's madness. Like, Almond Joy? Almond Joy doesn't come close to some of our top candies. I've had Almond Joy, and I'm just like, this is brutal. Like, 
Come on. I'm not even close. But maybe that's me. Collins, you ever had an Almond Joy? No. I don't think I'm in a big rush to try one either. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. There's some American things that I, I love. Mountain Dew Code Red. I'll take that all day, but Ooh. not an Almond Joy. What's the Code Red? What's there? Is that like, it's the Red Mountain Dew? Yeah, it's like a cherry. Oh. It's, it's quite good. Really? Quite good, yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, like Vanilla Coke for a long time. You couldn't get it up here. You could only get it down there, which was... You like Vanilla Coke? Oh, I love it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Okay. So good. I tried it once. It was not... Uh, I wasn't a fan. No? No. But I don't love Coke either. Like, I like, I'll have like a glass Coke once a year. Not a big Coke guy. Or Pepsi, to be honest. I don't like the colas. If I'm drinking pop, it's uh, you know, I'm still a child. So I'm drinking like orange or grape crush. That's what I like. Those are good, too. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, go around the NHL now. Brought to you by McDonald's. Monopoly is back, but for a limited time. We only got about a week left. You can double play at McDonald's now with more ways to win millions of prizes. For a limited time, see all the rules at mickdpromotion.ca. As we uh, welcome to the show, Derek Van Dees from the NHL.com uh, DVD. The uh, Oilers and Flames. Uh, you know, it was both teams talked about the importance of that one. You look at the Calgary Flames. I read Eric France's article today how basically everything's on hold when it comes to negotiations for this team. They're kind of in a holding pattern, and which isn't surprising when you see how many pending UFAs they have. But, man, they're either going to have to turn this thing around quickly or uh, we could see a pretty big sell-off in Calgary. Yeah, they're going to have to figure it out. Uh, they're going to have to figure it out quickly. And I think right now you're looking at they have those two contracts, that Hubridor and Kadri contracts that, uh, you know, Brad Trey Living left them with uh, when he went to Toronto. And so you got to wonder what they're going to do with that. And I think uh, right there, the issues start with there. Huberdor is hasn't done much. Kadri has done even less. Uh, he did get a goal in the Heritage Classic. Uh, that was his first of the year. Uh, but you're trying to build a franchise around those two guys. And, and right now it's not working. It's, it's just not working for the Flames. Um, I thought they played well in the first stretch before they went out on that long road trip. Uh, but that road trip really killed them. They, they just got beat up so badly on that road trip. I think they just had the one win in Buffalo. But uh, they are struggling. And, yeah, they're going to have to sit down and they're going to have to make some hard decisions and go, is this the core of the team that we think we can win with now? Or do we have to gut this thing and start from scratch? And, and, and no one wants to see them gut, gut it and start from scratch, uh, especially in Calgary. Obviously, nobody wants to see that. Um, but when you have these impending UFAs coming up, and you, you can, that's kind of currency you have. Yeah. You can maybe get something back for these guys, or, or do you keep these guys? You try to sign these guys for two or three years. So there's going to be uh, some hard, hard conversations had there uh, by Craig Conroy and his staff of whether or not they want to keep going the direction they're going and hopefully they turn things around, or whether they have to gut this thing completely. And, and I think how they're doing in the standings will also affect whether those guys want to stay or not and how long they want to stay. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some tough decisions there for first, first year general manager, Craig Conroy. You look at, um, the other team, we'll get to the orders in a sec, but you're covering all four of the Western Canadian teams this year. The Winnipeg Jets, you know, being fairly competitive on the ice, but the crowds are pretty low here. And I, I know they were expecting this somewhat, uh, you know, they kind of made a, a plea to their fans at the start of the season that, you know, had almost like a, a a ticket drive kind of quietly and, you know, 12,000 fans again. Now it's the Rangers, a pretty good team. You know, I, I, how concerned do you think? I know their owners got boatloads of money, but how concerned should yeah. they be here in Winnipeg? 
Well, I think there's concern there because the team is pretty good. I think if you look at, if you know, when you, you talk about teams, there's going to be ebbs and flows. And the team since they got to Winnipeg has been very competitive. They've yeah. been very competitive since they got there. Now, there's going to be a point where they're going to dip and they're going to have to rebuild and they're going to have to reload and they're not going to be as competitive. So what happens if they can only draw 11, 12,000 fans in that arena when they're competitive? What's going to happen when they're, they're not competitive, where they're towards the bottom of the division standings? Uh, so I think that is going to be a, a serious concern there. And, I, and I'm not sure what's going on in Winnipeg there, whether, you know, the, the Bombers, people are on the Bombers bandwagon right now and they just want to support the Bombers. And then we'll wait to see, wait till the CFL season's over and then they'll maybe move on to the Jets or whether the ticket prices are just, you know, unsustainable or like for, for a you know, middle-class family or, or what's going on there. But um, I think that you have to figure it out and you have to figure out that, that point where you don't want to make your ticket prices um, too cheap, kind of devalue the product. But then again, you don't want to outprice yourself from the market as well. And of course, Winnipeg has a smaller arena than most other NHL teams do. Um, so they have to find that price point. And right now it just looks like it's not there. They've missed it and they have to kind of figure it out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of interested to see what happens after the CFL season. Well, once, uh, you know, the Bombers are, the season's done, once the Bombers are, are, are done playing, whether now people will kind of turn their attention, okay, now it's hockey season, let's get going, let's go back to the arena, or whether they have to do something with those ticket prices. Because right now, it, it was shocking to me that they didn't sell out their home opener. It was shocking to me that they didn't sell out when the Kings are coming back to town, when Pierre-Luc Dubois was coming back to town. And, and you're right, they have some of these good teams coming in here, and they're not selling out. And, and Winnipeg was always a, a sellout for the first few years of their franchise. That was a guaranteed sellout. And now that they're not selling out, and there is some concern there, uh, so they have to figure it out. We have to figure out what's going on there because the team is a competitive team. I like their team this year. I think they have a lot more depth than they do last year. Um, I think that goal scoring is going to be a bit of an issue, but they'll figure it out. Uh, and even last night, Blake Wheeler was returning to town and they didn't sell. Yeah. So, uh, there, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's issues there that I hope they resolve. Uh, and they need to resolve them now because it's going to be tough to resolve those issues if and when eventually Winnipeg has to go through a rebuild. Derek Van Dees joins for NHL.com. Uh, DVD, the orders, uh, a few moves. Uh, Adam Ernie placed on waivers today. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow if he's claimed or not. I think it's probably low probability. Uh, Sam Gagne signs a, a one-year two-way deal. Um, uh, I expect he'll be on the ice tomorrow for the uh, for the Edmonton orders, uh, depending on what time their practice is. We'll see. But, uh, you know, what do you make of this move? Um, now, Edmonton played their best game defensively, and Ernie only played three minutes. So, you know, I, I'm not sure it, it's going to have a massive impact. Um, I, I think they, they feel that Sam Gagne might have more offensive upside than Adam Ernie. Adam Ernie's a more physical player. What do you make of the move? Yeah, I think this is more about trying to get some offense in your bottom six because there's a lot of guys with zeros on the board in the bottom six, you know, just going through it now, Diddle Holloway's got a zero, Connor Brown's got a zero, Ryan McLeod's got a zero, Matthias Yammer's got a zero. Like, there's a, Adam Ernie had zeros. There's a lot of guys not producing anything yeah. in your bottom six, and you need them to produce something. Uh, we're, you know, we're eight games into the season here now, and none of those guys have any points. So I, I think they, they know what Sam Gagne can do. They know Sam Gagne is a very creative guy. I think they feel that they've, they've maybe worked out some of the defensive issues they had, but they need to. They need an injection of offense in that bottom six. Someone has to start producing something. And, and uh, I'm not sure what the situation with Yamark is. Obviously, he was out the other night. 
I didn't make it to practice today. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it just they, they need they need to get some scoring there. And, and we all know what Sam Gawani is capable of doing. Now, whether the foot speed is still there, I think obviously that's an issue because he had double hip surgery, how he's recovered from that. But he's a character guy. He's a good guy in the room. Everyone likes him. Everyone likes him when he was here. Um, you know, and, and the only question I have is if you're going to pull the trigger on this, uh, it would have been nice to see him in the Heritage Classic. You know, he's you know longtime Oiler. He's been here. This is third team with the third trip with the Oilers. Would have been nice to see him play in the Heritage Classic. But Adam Ernie, I thought had a great training camp. I think he did a lot of good things in training camp. He was very noticeable. But he's kind of disappeared here in the regular season, which happens a lot. Which guys that make make teams out of training camp, then the the bullets start flying for real, and and they kind of you lose them a little bit. And I think right now the Oilers need some sort of production from their bottom six because they're not getting any right now. And I think that may be an injection here. They say, Sam's got some offensive skills. Maybe he can get these guys going. Vinny DeHarnay moved ahead of Broberg in your eyes as the number six defenseman? I think so. I think for now he has. Uh, I just think he's just such a – like they're both big guys, but one of them is physical one of them is not. And I think – that's the thing, and I think right now is DNA. You know, he, he's playing well, better defensively. Um, you know, and, and he's, he's he's a big, strong guy in front of your net. And the owners were talking about, you know, they're giving up too many opportunities in front of their own net. So I think right now DNA is one of those guys that can help in that regard and help in in, in you know fighting people off in front of the net, being physical in front of his net. Uh, he ma- he makes a good first pass, and that's all he needs to be. He doesn't need to be an offensive guy. Uh, I think Broberg right now, obviously, the expectations are very high on Broberg. They expected him to be a lot further along now than, than he actually is. Uh, but, you know, this is not a development league. A lot of people say this is a show-me league, and, and right now he's not showing what, what he's capable of doing. So I think right now, yeah, if you had to pick the number six guy, it would be DRNA just because of what he brings. You know what he's going to bring to the table every night. Uh, Broberg, you're still trying to figure out what kind of player he is. And I think that's probably the frustrating part because you see uh, see it on some nights. He looks like, oh, this guy's going to be a really, really good defenseman. And other nights he's kind of invisible. So I think that's the issue right now is the consistency with Broberg. And when it comes to Darren a., you know what you're going to get night in and night out. DVD, always good to catch up with you. Um, we will uh, chat with you next Tuesday. Have a great week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on again. That's uh, Derek Van Dees from uh, NHL. Dot com. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube. We got a lot of text to get to. 833-401-1440. We'll get to uh, all those on uh, Sam Gagne, uh, Connor Brown, Raphael Lavoie, and much, much more on the Halloween edition of the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hopefully uh, you're getting close to home, getting ready for uh, trick-or-treaters. And remember, parents, tell your kids to say trick-or-treat. We had a lot of texts from people suggesting, you know what, kids now just come at the door, they don't say anything. Yeah, you got to say trick-or-treat. Come on. Can't just ring the doorbell. I love the trick-or-treat sound. Especially the young kids, you know, they got the cute little voice. It's awesome. So uh should be a great night. The kids are fired up. I get it. They got lots going on. They're running around. They're going crazy. It's uh, it's a great time. It is. Uh, it's honestly, it's one of the greatest holidays when you think about it. That somebody somewhere decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to come up with a day where kids go around and you just get free candy. Why? No reason. Just because. <laughs> How could anybody be against trick-or-treating? I can't think of one reason why. I'm sure dentists like it. 
Well, let's be honest. You know what? Uh, as, hey, Terry Ryan even said, he goes, man, I love doing it, even though I couldn't eat half the candy. I just like being out there. You want to be involved. It's fun. So hopefully uh, you have uh, a busy night with lots of uh, trick-or-treaters at your house. Makes it uh, makes it fun. A lot of fun. We got uh, lots of text line in at uh, 833-401-1440. Guys, uh, I don't know if I missed it or not, so I apologize, but uh, why Gagne and not Lavoie from uh, Dean Dean? Honestly, I think it's pretty straightforward. Raphael Lavoie has played like a few really good months in the AHL, but he's also a rookie. They want to see him do it more. And to bring him up here, he's got a lot of confidence right now in the American League. You're going to bring him up and play him on the fourth line. It's probably not the best thing for his confidence. He needs to be playing 20 minutes a night in all situations like he is right now. And, uh, you know, just keep keep gaining confidence down there. Keep dominating. What did he say? There's a fine line between uh, confidence and arrogance. And, you know, he's got a lot of confidence in his game right now, which is awesome to hear. He should. He's played very well, He you know, and he's earning it. So good for him. But I, I think that's the main reason why. Right? Sam Gagne is a veteran player. If Sam Gagne plays eight minutes one night or ten minutes the next night, you know, he, he's used to playing those minutes. I think some people underestimate how difficult it is to be an effective player in limited minutes. It is very hard, like extremely difficult. I wouldn't, uh, I, I don't care who you are, any player, no, no player wants to only play that much minutes, right? That That's just a simple truth. They all want to play more minutes and it is a, uh, it's a difficult role to have to be the guy who's playing four minutes a night, right? You're a woman playing the pre-professional uh, women's hockey think You're playing six, eight minutes a night. Trust me, it's no fun. It's hard. Now, it's better than the alternative, sure. But it is not an easy thing. Uh, it takes skill for somebody who can find ways to be effective when you sit for long periods of time. And uh, some guys have done it. Some guys... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia 
gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sam. Hey guys, my brother made me yell trick-or-treat at every house when I was younger. No doorbells. Uh, exactly. I love the trick-or-treat. It's fantastic. Kind of know you're there. Away we go. I actually set out a table, and, and this is me. I like I sit outside of my front porch. I've um, got the table set up because I put the bars on the table and let the kids kind of pick which one they want. Um, also, uh, it's nice. I get to see you know more of the action going on. Uh, now my son this year is going out with his buddy, so my wife and I will sit out there uh, together and uh, just kind of enjoy the uh, the pageantry. Uh, pageantry, pageantry of, uh, <laughs> uh, of Halloween. And I love the, I love the trick or treat. You know, the kids see you, they come up and I'll be, uh, I kind of joke around them sometimes, you know, dress up in a costume with like, pardon? I didn't hear your trick or treat. And then they always say it. So it's good. So. What about singing, Gregor? Because someone had texted in. You know, when I about- was a kid, you, yeah, some people would say, you know, trick or treat. And, uh, um, you know, some people would make you sing for it. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I never liked it as a kid, so I don't do, I don't ask kids to sing. I don't think, I'm not sure if that's a thing anymore. Does anybody, because I would assume there is very few kids in my generation who like the singing. So now they're like, when they have trick or treats at their house, they're like, I'm not asking anyone to sing. So I wonder, has anybody, and this might be a question for tomorrow. And if your kids tell you, yeah, we went to the house and they made us sing. Like, I, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Texter Colin says he does. He makes them sing. So I said that's lame. Like, I am not a fan of that. I, maybe as a kid I'd get into it, but now I'd just walk away if I had the confidence that I have now. I'm not doing that. I'm not singing for my candy. I'll go next door and get some for free. What would you sing, though? That's what I don't recall. I don't know. I Me mean, neither. I don't recall any of that, but it's... Uh, Jingle bells, maybe? But Christmas... I, it's a Christmas song, like... <laughs> Halloween apples. Some people would say that, right? Uh, Halloween apples sometimes instead of trick or treat. But I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't make the kids sing. And you know what? I've had some kids super shy. They don't say anything. No problem. But most always say thank you. That's what I like. You know, keep the manners going. It's important. Say thank you. They get pretty fired up. Especially the really young kids. Like you can tell kind of the kids that are, you know, you're at that four or five year old age where you're now really starting to get into it. It's like the first time they're just like, wow, this is great. This is great. Hey, Gregor, they dress up for their candy. They don't need to do tricks. It's trick or treat, not do a trick for a treat. (laughs) I would agree, Tom. I would agree wholeheartedly. But now somebody was like trick or treat and be like, well, what if they say trick or treat? And I'll say, do you want a trick? Like that's the thing about trick or treat. Like maybe back in the day, even before I was trick or treating, like when you would say trick or treat, does that mean the person could give you a trick or a treat? 
Or you're going to get tricked if you don't give me a treat. Is that how it is? AKA, I'm coming back with eggs. Well, honestly, and that's another thing. Has anybody had their house egged recently at Halloween? Like, like, is that something that just doesn't happen anymore? Because I don't recall hearing about it. I remember seeing people that would toilet paper cars and trees and houses every now and then. I can't recall the last time I saw that. Maybe we've matured as a society. Or maybe there's some out there I just haven't heard of it. So let me know. Do you know anybody who's had their house egged or toilet papered in the last few years on Halloween? Is it is it a dying art that probably should die? But at the same time, like like Stratty said, he wouldn't be upset if his house would egged. So now I'm like, geez, should we bring it back? I know where he lives. I could make a drive over there, cons. Yeah, me too. It's like on the way home. Yeah, it's closer drive for you by for sure. Egging. Yeah, yeah. I think it's inflation. Kids can't go and buy eggs anymore. It's just a little too pricey now. Too expensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about the what about the farmers? Right, they got maybe yeah. they got a few extra eggs kicking around. They're like, yeah, you know what? I don't like the taste of these ones. <laughs> Let's go egg that Strudwick's house. Yeah. Uh, this just coming down. Charlie McAvoy, four game suspension for his hit on Oliver Ekman Larson. I thought this was a no-brainer. I actually thought he'd get more than Anderson. And, uh, oh, by the way, Patrick Laine has yet to return since that hit from Rasmus Anderson, who uh, he did serve his fourth game against the Edmonton Oilers. He'll be back in the lineup tomorrow against Dallas. But uh, Charlie McAvoy is out four games for the Boston Bruins, who uh, have played uh, pretty well, I would say well right now so there you go hey guys mostly i just make the teenagers sing oh colin that is harsh man that is harsh yeah i mean that their voices might crack oh that could be fun awkward time in their lives you make yeah. them sing oh you know what though i, I guess it all depends like, like colin said he goes some of the kids are really creative yeah who knows? Maybe there's a few artists that are like, yeah, I'll sing. I have no problem with it. Maybe I didn't like it because it wasn't great enough to come up with a song. Maybe you and your buddy should think of a song. And then you're prepared. But here's my question, Colin. What if they come up with a sick song? Do you reward them with extra candy? Maybe you should. Right? Hey, guys. Song, it's simple. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. Singing done from Tim Buck. Buck, you're right. Yeah. Right? That's very true. That's a song. I remember that. I like it. Hey, guys. Uh, spot on with Halloween. Great comedy bit by uh, Greg Burdard called uh, Cry Baby Spider, man. It's funny stuff. Dave at the Raven. <laughs> Might have to Google that. All right. I like it. Greg, did you say there's only two NHL games tonight? Why is the NHL going all or nothing, it seems, so far this year? Well, you know, it's a fair question, Pete. And if you look at the schedule, it's been that way where it was like, you know, two games, then there's four, then there's 12 on Thursday, then two on Friday, 15 on Saturday, uh, twos and twos. But it does start to uh, even out uh, a little bit where you're going to start to see like 11, 6, 12, 6, that kind of thing. They really want a lot of Thursday and Saturday games. This year and Tuesdays. You'll see a lot of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays are, are kind of big in the NHL right now. Happy Halloween, everyone. I hope you have an awesome, awesome time. Please drive safe. Hope the kids have a great time. Mom and dad, get a few extra candies for yourself. I love it. On behalf of Connor Halley, 
Declan Kruger. I'm Jason Greger. If you missed any of the great interviews we had, Larry Zonka today, Raphael Lavoie, Georges Larocque. They were awesome. Check it out, jasongreger.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get to the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now, the uh, road ready sales event is on and you can save up to $225 on select tires and a bonus of $50 off of any service till December 16th. Book your appointment at FountainTire.com. Good night.